This is a Business as Mission podcast. Business as Mission. I'm Gaya Boyd, your host. So I began to see it as this dynamic activity that was unfolding all the time. And I had an option to become a player in this activity if I would learn how does it work. Welcome to our podcast series where we explore kingdom keys for business, life and work. I'll do that together with Bill Job. Bill lived 30 years in China where he witnessed God's presence tangibly in the business. You will hear some captivating stories. Bill discovered Kingdom Keys, but both of us are eager to learn more. So we will invite guests from around the world, men and women who are also hungry to experience God move in the workspace. What are their stories? How do they see God move? God is at work in the marketplace and we believe God desires to partner with us way more than we ever thought possible. Do you share this belief, this desire? If so, visit bearmoves.com for a course on kingdom mindsets for business, life and work. May these conversations inspire you to connect deeper with God in your business, in your daily working life. Thank you for joining us today in this podcast. We are here in Delft at a business, a social business, Kopi Coffee at Harman van der Laan's uh, place. And we, Bill, is my, as my co-host, is with us here. And uh, it's a joy to be here. So thank you that, we, that you're hosting us. We already had a good coffee. Yes. And, and it's good to have you, Bill. Thank you, Gay. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to hear today's podcast. I'm quite interested in the background story and the way it's accelerating and very, very happy to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you here. It's beautiful. So, Harmon, who is, who is Harmon? Who is Harmon? You live here in a very multicultural neighborhood. How long have you been living here in, in Delft? Yeah, in this specific neighborhood, 12 years now, a bit over 12 years. I'm 40, we have three kids together with my wife and um, two boys and a girl. And well, this is our this is our community. And in my own community, I started, let's say, eight years ago with the desire to start my own business. And so we now ju- have just celebrated two weeks ago our five years existence okay. of uh, our coffee and printing business. So how did it start? How What did you start? Well, basically, I was working for a drinking water company. I'm a drinking water engineer, civil engineering from here at the university in Delft. So never had a business like this. But I wanted to have a business with impact in my own neighborhood because I could see in our neighborhoods so many different social classes, uh, social differences, and yeah, that nobody, not not everybody gets the same chance. A lot of single moms and well, all, all these kind of problems you can imagine. And so I was intrigued basically by the fact that when you become an entrepreneur, when you become somebody's employer, that you have a very natural relation if you do it not in a negative way, to have a positive impact in people's lives. But you also, it's not only that you listen to people, but you pay a salary or you give them decent work. Which It's a beautiful way in our culture to also share what I think, how God sees them without being paternalistic. Without being kind of a pastor preaching at them. Exactly. But building relationship. Yeah. And in a very equal way, because... People work for you. There's quality. You you give them beautiful work, 
And so it kind of honors them and gives also kind of equality. It's not like, hey, we're a team, we're doing it together. That's what I really like. So you started with a lunchroom or a coffee shop or a straightaway printing also? Basically, printing was the first idea. So seven years ago, I started working one day a week less, uh, thinking of what, what kind of business can I start, which I like, which I think there's a market for, business to business, because the average income in our community is half of the average of our city. So when you sell coffee here, that might not be no. very profitable. No. And and some advices I spoke to, they say to run a coffee place, then you should, or, or a little restaurant or something like that, you should be really good because it's it, with all the rules when it comes to food. So that was not my natural. So I came up with the printing idea because in these days, if you do digital printing, you don't need a lot of, education to be able to work with me because I was looking for jobs without pre-education because of course in the drinking water business but then you have highly skilled people which is necessary and that's more difficult but with printing it's easier to learn on the job so that's how I started to think like what business can I start which I like which I can do but I was never in the printing business basically but I thought why not yeah so It sounds a little bit, bit like you, uh, Bill. <laughs> you, I, I see you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> It makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> hey, why are you laughing? There's something about the adventure when the Lord begins to put something on your heart. I think our, our lives will really flow out of our new heart that we have from the Lord. And so when I hear your story, Harmon, I hear that uh, here's a man following the, the things in his heart that are coming out. So following his heart and... People. Mm -hmm. Looking around and seeing people to be loved. Yeah. And so how can I put together some entity, some kind of a structure that could be a blessing to them? Yeah. I like the position, but it, it suits my character. And I think I know for sure that's, that's how God made me, that I like to be in a position when I'm out of control. Well, And it's not always, my soul doesn't always comply to this <laughs> so i'm not i'm not uh, i don't want to romanticize because sometimes it becomes too much but naturally when that's how i started so it doesn't sound really dutch no i think i'm not so dutch oh <laughs> is it an entrepreneurial kind of thing that you're like hey i like adventure i, I like to a pioneer work. pioneer thing not every entrepreneur is a pioneer yeah that's right uh, yeah you have different types of entrepreneurs of course yeah but, but pioneering can be in any context, also as an entrepreneur. So pioneering, seeing what works and discovering along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's, I think that's typical for, let's say, apostles. And you can be an entrepreneurial apostle or any any kind of, in different areas, of course. And What I'm, do you I'm mean with one. apostle? I mean, we have a broad audience, apostle, someone who... Yeah, like historically, but also from... From uh, the, the Bible, you see that these are typical people going around communities, sensing what's what's the need, activating people, creating little groups. And after a little while, they, they say, hey, who, who can be leaders here? I go to the next one. And after a while, they come back and doing kind of checkup. They, uh, is the team still healthy? Are they doing the good things? And I think th that's typical for pioneers, basically a different word in a different context. Yeah. So, okay, you started, what happened? How did it evolve when you you just celebrated five years when 
you probably looked back. What really helped me, especially in the beginning, to know that this is confirmed by God. So when I was when we had this building, you you see it over there. It's 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 not a new building. So it was six years ago when I started to ask the owner, how much do I need to pay for rent? Because I was setting up my business plan and I need to know what to put in for the rent. And so then I asked him and then they said, there was a, a, some, some other business in there. They said, no, we have a rental contract for five years now with this current owner, uh, renter. So in that time, but I got a price. So I, so I thought I put it in my calculation. And so then I passed by my bike here on the street bringing my kids to swimming lessons and on my bike back i prayed on the on the bike and i said to god please father if i can choose a building i want to have this one but not my timing but yours and i, I thought i thought let let's let's decide on him so then three days after I, i'm not making this up i got a phone call from the owner said yeah well the current renter is bankrupt so do you want it I said, whoa, that's a quick one. <laughs> but the problem was that my wife was pregnant of our third kid in her 38th week. So I was not really agreeing with the feeling of timing. <laughs> so I said to God, well, maybe not. And then in two weeks or in one week, the owner withdraw his offer because they, I don't know, it was something different, which disappointed me and relieved me. I thought, ah. Oh, Happily, not now, but it gave me a wake-up call. So when we're in that year, I improved my business plans and, and focus. I didn't call the owner anytime. And one year later, I was on a kind of a retreat with friends and God, having quiet time. And I didn't hear any call like, I will give you the business whatsoever. But I gave came back from the that weekend and I told my wife that I got the sense that God was saying, come on, strive with your talents in your way. Don't act like another person. Do it your way. So on that Monday, I started to do things which felt natural to me to start my printing business. So I had my business plan and so ever. And then two days after, I got another phone call from the same business owner. I haven't talked to him for a year and said, he's bankrupt again. Do you want to have the business? Then I knew this is the timing. So then I started with crowdfunding because I didn't have any money. Yeah, little savings, but not so much, but not enough. And then we got some crowdfunding and then I resigned from my job in April. So that was December and April. And in October, I opened my business. And I had in the first uh, month, at the end of the first month, I had uh, 1,700 euros left. And that was it. <laughs> so that, that's how we started. Mm -hmm. So that's how you started. And when you look back now, uh, Harman, What are some lessons learned? What do you see happening in the neighborhood? What lessons learned is maybe not. What what, what kind of uh, fruit do you see? Well, it's good to know that for people listening, we have this so a coffee place, which is we intentionally started so that we not only have a printing business, business but also a place where people can meet, where, where they can walk in, where they can be helped. So that's where we train people. They get, a, they get a certificate as a barista, so as a coffee maker. So a lot, we have, a, at this moment, a lot of uh, volunteers. Uh, so it's not paid jobs. So this is one of the impacts we have. And we have, and so there's about 15 people involved. And the printing business is about 13 people involved. And also a lot of people from the neighborhood, different cultures, different backgrounds. We have a colleague who's deaf, so we, we've learned sign language. 
well okay so if you call to us you can you nobody does but you could be able to speak arabic to one of our colleagues or indonesian or dutch or english or american or whatsoever so what it has brought is i now dare to say i'm more bold about it than i was in the beginning that it's the transforming presence of god that's what that has been my longing when i started it and i can see and it's not my words it's the words of my colleagues and colleagues differ in age from from 18 to 78 that they can sense a, uh, which is hard to always pinpoint it's hard to you cannot grab it you cannot how do you say always frame it but all, over those years they say this is a this is a place of peace and people have come to faith in our building and they they find beautiful things and for one of the examples is in in our printing team they've requested me that uh, we start every week with a sharing time with the whole team and which is basically hey how are you sitting here how was your weekend but also do you have any do you feel like working this week because sometimes you have troubles at home or we have also people with some mental challenges uh, from from life basically and then after a while they started to request harman can you please pray at the end of the team meeting which intentionally i wasn't planning not that i don't pray and i share about my my life with Jesus and how I just try to walk with God with all ups and downs but I don't didn't want to put on the the rule of we should always pray I want to base from relation because how I grew up is that you should pray as a rule as a religious rule but now they request like can you pray because this is a beautiful way to start the week that that's one of the impacts bill i hear you listening Do you have something that you say, hey, uh, I recognize something or I want to ask something? I definitely recognize some similarities to our journey 35 years ago when it started. But I'm not sure that I was as mature at that time about knowing what I was expecting, that I really wanted to have an environment where people could experience the presence of God. I don't think I had the vocabulary for it in the beginning. And then we began to actually experience it, and we sort of gained the vocabulary to describe what was going on because it was kind of surprising to us. So, can you explain? You say the presence of God. How how did it look like? That's a great question. Probably a whole nother podcast on that one. But there is the experience of God that people have internally if they're believers. Christ lives within us. But there's also a variable experience of God on the outside. And this seems to be able to be dialed up or dialed back. It can, it's maybe a little bit more dynamic. For instance, I was having lunch with my brother one time and I felt like the presence of God showed up. And we were at a booth. And so he was just a few feet away from me. And I said, did you feel that? And he said, you mean the wind? <laughs> And I felt no wind. <laughs> and so I go, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. And so it was. it is uh, something that we can, I think, grow in. And we can invite God to be with us. And the invitation for his presence actually is a significant sort of tool in the toolbox. It's, it's an option for us. And so I would end up going to our factories and walking many hours in the evening and just inviting him in. And then 
uh, it turned out that I gave one company away. And four years later, I was invited out to a banquet from the guy that I gave the company to. And we had maybe 60 people that were employees that I hadn't seen for the four years. And at dinner, a lady comes up who had been become a new employee there. I didn't know her. And she said that she wanted to get to know me because then I said, well, that's possible, but I'm curious why you would say that. She said, well, you don't know this, but these people talk about how much you love them every single week. But it had been four years since I'd been there. And that's when I realized, oh, they're actually talking about the presence of God. Yeah, yeah. They were actually experiencing God's presence. I'm the visible one sort of of the partnership. And so people give the visible one credit, but it's actually an experience of God being among them. And that's, that's what we're created for. We're actually created for his presence. So what I'm hearing is not so much like you say, you know, we need to have the Bible on the table. We need to show that we are, you know, God mm-hmm. is here. Or it's intentional, but at the same time, it seems there is a relaxedness about it. Is that right, Harmon? Yeah, it's right also in a sense that it becomes even more tangible, is that a way to say it, when things don't go right. That's what I like about it, which I don't like at the same time. But I can... Explain. So I think it's it's very intentional in the way that to make a decision to share life. And in our culture, it's not the way I'm a boss, I'm an employee, it's not really standard. Uh, and it also suits my character, so I'm not saying everybody should do it my way, but... I've been very intentional to share also the my weaknesses when I when I struggle in a healthy way of course but that's because I I've learned from somebody else that from vulnerability comes trust and not the other way around you cannot force trust mm-hmm. but when I show that I'm vulnerable when I when I have my challenges or weaknesses then people think hey but if my boss is open about it I can be open about it so that's from the first days I've been focusing on intentionally sharing my life because I want to build a relation. I don't want to be the boss in the sense of being a boss. Being uh, this good guy yeah. out there. You want uh, to be And if them. I did it for the money, I wouldn't have been starting this business because that that's, would have been a bad result. So th- that's my, yeah, th- that's, that's what I can see that especially in the first five years when there are so many times we lack money, we lack people, I didn't know what to do. Printing machines have the tendency to break down on moments you need them. All these challenges. But if you can share from them and then tell them, okay, I'm, it's not about in a religious way you should follow this, but this is the only thing I can do. I don't know what else to do than go to my Heavenly Father and pray. And then, But since it was already natural to show, share life, then it's also natural to share that part of my life. Mm-hmm. And then people start to know it. And one of my colleagues... Uh, our, our operational director, he doesn't come from a Christian background. He's married a Christian wife, but he, it's not natural to him. And the beautiful quote he had three weeks ago to me, that he starts to be a believer himself and, is, and he starts to get to know Jesus. But the beautiful thing is that he was kind of, he was saying to, to me when he's meeting other Christian people, he's kind of making an excuse and saying, yeah, well, I don't do that much with God um, only on work. That's basically uh, he, only on work. God is relevant, and and not on Sundays. And I was almost touched in tears because that was my whole purpose. That God is 
his kingdom and his presence makes sense during the week. And it's not about, I mean, I'm, I'm not against services and I'm not against churches, but the, the whole adventure and, and life and kingdom is ha happening during the week. So that was really cool that he was, he was kind of making an excuse to other Christians, like, I'm sorry, God is only relevant in my working place, where, where the other Christians think, like, in our culture, in the Dutch culture, it's not the way around. That's not happening. <laughs> That's really cool. I can identify. I I think one of the reasons why business as mission grabbed me is I grew up on a river ship. I got my discipleship, my Christian education <laughs> on mercy ships. Mm -hmm. And we did a discipleship training school and we sat in class and heard that's really good. I mean, it was really like, oh, 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 you know. Um, but the real discipleship happened when we started working as crew members on the ship. You know, it's there where you learn to forgive and to work with different people. And it's like <laughs> your character gets strange. How, do you recognize that, Harmon? To recognize that, that the real lessons start when you... That there is so much kind of learning on the work floor. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I've shared a bit about the differences in age and characters and cultures in our team. So I wouldn't say we never fight at each other, especially, I mean, even at now, I mean, we love each other, but sometimes because of the love, we have a family culture basically in our business. But the the, the weakness of it that we, because we love each other, we we forgot, in, in a, so so you you basically not always say what you're, what you struggle about. And that's uh, at a certain point unhealthy. As you a want team. to keep being nice yeah. because it's your yeah. family, you know. And, and like you have understanding for each other's challenges and backgrounds and whatsoever. So, yeah, that that has that's still challenging to see. Okay, how do I set my own boundaries, healthy boundaries, as a, as a boss, as a team leader, as a colleague, at the same time loving them. But loving doesn't make. It's not about not saying things straight. There, there, I mean, work has to be done, but also healthy boundaries is very healthy. It's God-given. But that challenge you only find out on the working place <laughs> and not in theory. Yeah, it's hard to put it really in, let's say, discipleship lessons because it's really practical day-to-day -day character building where you feel, I feel challenged in that God is mirroring, okay, who's running the business? Is it you or is it me or, yeah. Are there some things that you say, hey, I'd like to, you know, a listener who says, hey, that's that's neat, you know, to do something maybe in my neighborhood or what are some key lessons or, or things that you would want to share with them? Why would they start something like this or why wouldn't they? <laughs> why They better don't do it. Uh, well, two things go come to mind. One is if you doubt to start... And you can double check. I mean, of course, you should double check with your partner if she's okay or he is okay. So it's not about uh, going only your own way. But if if a step in starting your own business in your own neighborhood means that it will be uncomfortable and you don't know, then just go. Because what's the hardest thing that can happen? That it, that it doesn't succeed, but it will learn you a lot about your character, about the character of God, about depending on him, about searching him. And you search harder, the moment it starts to be harder. So this is interesting. When you doubt, start. Yes. 
Because the worst thing that can happen is that in your mind it fails, but your character character is built and you learn much more than by not starting. Because I think of some question for Anthony, like I really need to know, be confirmed by, you know, God, that I really should do this. And you're like, jump in it. In my character, I... Of course, I over I overemphasize. But if you ask me as a friend, if you if you're a close friend to me, I would really say that because we all have the tendency to avoid uh, to to hug the comfort. And of course, things go wrong. I'm not saying you will guarantee to succeed. I mean, still, one of my uh, businesses has uh, it's the first years in five years we make profit now. We have uh, so it has been very challenging. And I've never had the guarantee that it would financially survive. Never. But I can share stories which I haven't had if I would stay in the office. So if it is your longing to have adventures with God, then then go for it. Because from your couch, you will <laughs> it will be less and less stories. Yeah, it's, it's not a question. Do you agree, Bill? I'm just thinking back... Uh to when I had a, a clear sense that I was supposed to go to China. And when the opportunity came, we sold our house, had 3,000 bucks, got my two daughters and my wife, and we just went. And it made perfect sense to me. <laughs> I look back at it now, I'm not sure I'd have the courage today to do it again. But when Jesus says, follow me, if you don't have courage, you won't get off the couch. Exactly. The whole thing involves a kind of courage that we find in him, but it's not uh, particularly random. There will be a direction. There will be an inclination, uh, like you felt, really a love for your neighborhood, desire to have community. And that was initiated, I think, by the Lord. And so our task is to get in touch with what is it that he's giving us a desire to do. And we can then follow that desire of the new heart, and it will actually take us to good places. But you won't get anywhere if you don't have courage. No, and, and, and what I... The, the second thing I would say is that that it will be very challenging. So I'm I'm not I've 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 looked back in the past month, month uh, uh, even more because we celebrated our five years uh, anniversary, and I've seen that in the beginning I thought I'm gonna make results and stories with Jesus, and I and I expected it. I've seen it, but it, I've been go very deep in my character, and also together with my wife that we it's not that we've lost each other, happily not. But it has been very challenging. I mean, short nights, worries, head is full. I mean, I have another business. So there were times I had 100 employees, uh, 80 employees. And several times we almost went bankrupt. I mean, even last May, I did. there was a month I didn't have enough money to pay my employees. And I wasn't mad at God, but I wasn't agreeing about this timing. And it was... So if you go for it, I'm not saying I won't romanticize. It will put it would most likely put stress on your relation, put stress on your body, and you should be. I think I've made quite some unhealthy choices by putting too much load on my own shoulders, and I laugh about it now because things I'm in a good season now. But if you would have looked at me one year ago, I was carrying way too much on my shoulders instead of drawing back to the heart of Jesus and leaving the, the load on Him. But I didn't kind of didn't dare to put it in, or I didn't, I, for, I forgot how to put it on his shoulders. I don't know. There were a lot of things I forgot in the business and I was only focusing on surviving also because of COVID. So I wouldn't romanticize it's one big adventure and things go wrong. No, it's, it's, it's rough. 
and and God is God God is challenging us in our character to seek Him, and seeking is going better when you don't see exactly what's going on. We are developing this course, thriving amidst adversities. So, do you have what are some tips you can give the listener, like when you're in the midst of when things go really difficult? What um, what would you do? What would you say to your friend, the listener? To the listener, I would say what has helped me in the past year, literally the past year. One year ago, we, we got a major final uh, fi financial support from from a bank, from a foundation, which was happy because I could pay my bills. But I realized it didn't give me rest. The stress was less, but it didn't give me the the real rest. So then I realized, and I said to God, uh, honestly, I need extra shoulders. I need extra spiritual, wise shoulders who can really carry and who have different characters and different skills, but also your way of looking at things. And not mm -hmm. only the, they, they need your eyes. So I've been praying, and I'm not sure if, if the listener is familiar, but but what helped me is this, these, these five roles, like apostle, evangelistic, the pastor, and the a people teacher, manager, people manager, uh, and so on. So I've been praying in my business for for these people who have the spiritual these spiritual gifts, like the God given gift to do this. And I can now say, in one year, I have a financial director who's more teacher like, if you if you want to put things on it. I have a HR job coach, internal job coach, who's more the pastor. I have a, somebody who has, uh, who's praying together with me, who has a, like a great spiritual insight, although there's only one insight, of course, God's insight, but uh, to give it a name. And so, and, and I have another uh, general director who's more the, also the teacher, like the strategic one, but they're, also pe they're all people from God. Although my business is, my employees are mixed from everywhere. So I would advise my friend, if you're in adversity, seek for other I could other shoulders to carry the load together. Because sometimes when when I lose sight on Jesus, I don't know, and I'm carrying too much load, it's hard for me to know how do I get this load off my back because I'm I'm too much occupied. But together with my wife, together with my people around me now, because we have different parts of the kingdom, we know how to do it together. And that, that has been a major big breakthrough for me in the past year. Do you recognize some of I'm this, Bill? I'm delighted to hear this. It's the first time I believe I've ever heard anyone else describe that fivefold ministry functioning within a business, because that was our experience also. It in kind of unfolded before we recognized what was going on. But we had those five positions represented within the company. We began during a season to pray for every person in the company by name every day, specifically. During that same time, the gifted pastor and the gifted evangelist came up with an idea. They said, why don't we take some of our workers out to dinner every Friday night? So they'd take between three and five or six people out to dinner. The evangelist would just do what he does. Then the pastor would just receive them. <laughs> and it became just this natural function of elements of that fivefold ministry. But it was within a business. It wasn't within the typical context where you think this. So I'm fascinated by that observation, and I think it's a great bit of advice. Well, this talk has been really good. <laughs> I enjoy it. I could 
keep on. Uh, but we already have an hour in our time together. Uh, is there something in closing, Armin, that you say, hey, jump in there. That's what you said when you have a... You know, are going to difficulty, try to find these other shoulders who can carry things with you. Yeah, with the, I take the risk. I, I don't care if people have heard it enough, but what comes to mind is that God is good and, and, and trust his goodness. And he's not a little good. He's not doing good. He's good in, his, in all his essence. If, if not if, my, my boss is, is the best in goodness, And that's all I, I can I, I can sense it now when I'm sharing it with you. I mean, his goodness is so good that it it goes beyond results. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that emotionally I always agree what I'm going to say now, but I honestly feel very often that I don't care if my business succeeds. I care for my people and I care for the th stories and I, I, I will disagree if things go wrong and I go for sales and whatsoever. I like it because it's it's my nature to be the, the, an entrepreneur. But God is good, whatever it will be. And and I think if I look back, often my soul forgets it and I need to hear it. That's why I'm saying it to the listener. <laughs> so what I hear you saying, he is good, whatever. If it succeeds, if it fails, it is in all these things I can trust him. Yeah, in in that trust you can overcome basically that's that's what the Bible says, right? If in that trust you can overcome everything and then it, it becomes really marvelous and then I can talk for hours what he has been doing in the years of people coming to faith of the praying we have and the stories we have. But that's a result of trust in his goodness. Bill, do you have something a last word for our listeners? It's always just about relationship. It's real relationship with the most amazing personality in the universe who loves and understands way beyond our typical comprehension of who he is. So getting to know him is the, it's the greatest thing we can do. Well, sure good talking with you both. Thank you. Thank you for having us, uh, Armin, and sharing your story with us. And, you know, it's a joy to be here and to see the printing on the table and the little, yeah, uh, real creative things you make here. And thank you for hosting today again with, with me, Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Gaia. And it's wonderful to see the handiwork of what he's up to all around us. It's so easy to perceive and, and very, very exciting. Thanks. Thanks a lot. It was great to have you here. This was Gea Gort from the Netherlands. Remember to visit themoves.com and check out the course on Kingdom Mindsets for business, life and work. And in two weeks' time, we will be back with another episode. Follow us in your favorite podcast app so you won't miss the next one.